Welcome back to the Carpangler Chronicles podcast. We have a very, very niched episode for you today. Um, that is to say that a lot of you probably won't find this very interesting. Um, those of you that have been intently listening, you'll remember that a few episodes ago, we came onto the subject of using technology in angling, um, mainly about the deeper sonar, which is this little sonar thing that basically registers the depth, the topography. It tells you if there's a clear spot on the bottom. Um, some people even use it to find fish, um, which I'm not 100% in agreement with, but nonetheless. So this episode, we're going to be talking to Andy Parr. Most of it will be about the deeper sonar. Andy is a, a, a head consultant, I believe, for, for deeper. Um, so basically, it's a little bit of a debate. I'm playing devil's advocate and basically coming from a point of someone who I'm just not completely sold on technology um, in carp angling. Now, when I say technology, I mean things such as the deeper bait boats. I don't know. There's something about it that just doesn't sit quite right with me. Um, that being said, I'm, I'm happy to use a bite alarm, which is technology. But I think there's a bit of a difference there. Um, I'll be honest. I'm still in two minds as to whether this kind of technology has a place in my own angling. As far as what other people do, I absolutely do not care. I think a lot of people get far too wrapped up in other people's business. And, and you know, why should you care if someone's using a bait boat or, or a deeper? As long as it's not affecting your angling, just let them crack on. Um, so anyway, I, I talked with Andy. Weigh up the pros and cons. Obviously, Andy is all for the deeper. Um, and myself, I'm a little bit more hesitant um, about it and a bit more reserved. Um, but if you are interested in a deeper in any way, shape or form, this podcast is definitely for you. Um, even if you're against them, you know, maybe you want to see the other side of the story um, and just weigh up the pros and cons. Um, I appreciate a lot of you that listen to us for the more kind of carpy stuff, I guess it would be a way to say it. You know, the bait talks, the, the watercraft, that kind of thing. That's not really going to feature within this episode. Um, but if you're interested in utilizing technology within your angling, this one is definitely for you. So I've waffled on enough. Without further ado, let's jump in and welcome Andy along to the podcast. Andy, welcome along to the podcast. Do you want to just introduce yourself to those of you that don't know who you are? Um, yeah, not a problem at all. So as um, as you've said, my name's Andy Parr. I, um, I'm one of the lead consultants for, for Deeper. Um, I've been with the company now for around about three, four years. Um, as I'm sure we'll get into, started using the, the sonar myself and then got on really well with the guy who ran the, the UK company, um, country, sorry, um, Anthony. And it just kind of spiraled from there, really. Got a little bit more involved in, in the technology side, wanted to give my approach on it um with working in technology myself and yeah being able to say why don't you have a look at doing this 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 and this and it just kind of all came together and um and, and spiraled from there really and here we are today yeah absolutely so i mean th this this chat will be very much i mean i think you have a, obviously you have a lot to say on on the topic of of sonars and carp fishing etc i'm not 
too clued up with them as far as i'm aware it, it works like a like a boat like a sea angling sonar would um i've never used one i've never i've seen one being used once um but i that that's as far as my knowledge goes on it um so for me i guess i have the same opinion of bait boats i kind of have this this thought this feeling that they kind of a little bit cheating in a respectful way um as well as that they kind of take the soul out of angling in my opinion now i definitely feel that way about bait boats i don't slate anyone if you want to use a bait boat it doesn't bother me like whatever but for me myself i would feel like it was taking something away from my angling with a deeper i don't know which side of the fence i sit if i'm totally honest because I think it, it depends how it's used. I think if you're going around finding fish, and obviously you can disagree with me, I, I feel that is somewhat cheating and, and taking a bit of soul away. But if it's purely to map out the topography of a lake, I don't know. I kind of think, what's wrong with a marker float? But I also think, you know, the way that technology is going, are we just being foolish to not utilize the technology that we do have? At our fingertips in this day and age so for you i mean obviously i know you've done a lot of trade shows you must have got asked this question many many times what do you see the benefits of using a deeper r and presuming you don't see it as cheating what how would you back up your side of the argument so if i take you back to the first time that i ever used one came across one um i went fishing it was a january morning with my um with my good mate dan hume and at the time he'd got a deeper pro plus <clears throat> which was available at the time the chirp wasn't on and um we've turned up at this lake it's not a massive lake and i'm not going to say that it was um a low stock or or anything like that and we've walked and walked around this lake for probably about an hour i'd not seen an absolute sign of a fish and I'm looking at him thinking to myself, it's a cold day. Like I said, we got there, it was minus one. And um, it just didn't look like it was going to be enjoyable. Not one little bit. And um, <clears throat> what I'd ended up doing is we, we went back to the car and I was like, look, I'm going to grab a couple of rods and I'm just going to start casting around and seeing if I can try and bump some fish or, or something like that. Just try and see if I can find them held up somewhere. Um, and Dan went, well, I've got one of them deepers. I said, get it out, let's have a look at it then and we'll see what we can do. So we walked to the top end of the lake, which was the, the more deeper deeper side of the lake. And um, <clears throat> we started chucking it around, chucking it around, put the fish icons on and absolutely nothing. Come down to the middle of the lake where the island is, starting to, to shallow up a little bit, nothing again. I've then sent it right over to the to the far margin. And as it's, as it's coming back across, it's six foot. Then it's just a steady six foot clay bottom. Next minute, it drops by half a foot. And this thing went into absolute meltdown. And I looked at him and I was like, what the hell's that? And he was like, mate, that's all the fish in the lake. And as it came out of the half a foot deeper, it stopped. And he was like, cast it back over there. So we casted it a bit further to, to the left. And basically, beep, 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 it's going again. He's like, right. That's where all the fish are. There was only carp in this lake. It couldn't have been anything else. We introduced two spawns of boily crumb and we fished one rod each, one from one peg, one from another. And we had eight fish come three o'clock and we were on us back at Weyers home and we'd add them up to 20 pound. Now, there is absolutely no way 
I would have contemplated on putting a bait or even a rod in the vicinity that them fish were. They were in complete no man's land on the lake. And there is, I very, I very much doubt you'd have found that half a foot difference. And I don't think you'd have found it very well with a marker float. So I, I put that down to basically we caught them, them eight fish because of, of a deeper. Otherwise we'd have blanked and gone home probably quite sad. So then I kind of started looking at it a little bit more and I went and got my own and I put something onto, onto social media about like the day and the fish and stuff that, that me and Dan had had um, later that evening. And um, it was a guy called Andy Drury at the time that headed up the, the UK country. Um, and he got in contact with me and says, we've seen your post. We think it's really good. Would you mind doing a quick call with us just so we can understand it a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of went from there. We got on really well. Um, we understood, I, I understood the technology a little bit more. He liked my approach. And then he said, like, Luke, I'm, I'm going to send you one. I really appreciate what you've done and everything else. So he sent me a Pro Plus and I started to use it more and more. And yeah, it just kind of kind of went from there. But getting back to what you've said, we'd have never caught them fish without using that deeper not an absolute chance i don't care what anybody says no way would i have ever thought and i don't think anybody else would have dreamt to have put a rod literally what four not even no probably a little bit further than that maybe five or six wraps from the bank which was situated in between two pegs and that's yeah like i said that's kind of how it how it all came about now i'm very anti the fish icons and I've always stated that from, from the get-go. And I've, I've stated that at shows and stuff like that. Now, you've got the button there, and you can turn it on, you can turn it off. It's completely your prerogative. What, what are the I use... Sorry, Andy. Uh, when you say the fish icons, what what do you mean? So Is this got... the, the function that finds fish? Presumably? Yeah, yeah. So you've got you've got the option of just to have it just straight as a sonar, and it'll give you the, the bottom, what the depth is, basically what you're fishing on. Or you've got the option to have the fish icons... And you've now got options where you can have it as small, medium, and large, medium, and large, and large. And large will be anything really, probably £20 and above. So, like I said, I've, I've always been quite outspoken about that. And it's not something that I would, I would really use unless it's the depths of winter. That is the only time the fish icons go on. And that is due to the first time that I ever used one. And I think, well, I'm, I know, deeper actually like my approach with that because I kind of fall into the same category as a lot of other anglers and they'll turn around and go, actually, yeah, if I'm, I'm on limited time. So I go fishing Tuesday afternoon, well, half past five and I'm back home by half eight, nine o'clock latest to start work. I then do the same thing on a Friday because of family time and I'm back home by 12 o'clock. I don't have time to be, I'll walk the lake that I'm fishing 43 acres. I, they very easily show themselves. That's not a problem, but it's up to 50 foot in places. And it can literally be a meter to the left and you're off a bar in 25 foot of water or you're on a bar at 12 foot. I don't have time to stand there with a marker float and interrogate that swim. If the fish are there, I want to know the depth. What I'm fishing over, whether it be a bit of weed, a bit of chard, or, or if it's a silty or a clean bottom, so I can adapt the rig that as I need to and bang, I can have three rods out and I'm fishing effectively. And I'm not, if them fish are there and I start plummeting around with a marker float, 
they aren't going to be there very much longer. I I get that. Yeah, I've got um, uh, loads of questions come up from me for, for that. That's why I'm furiously tapping away for mm. notes. Um, okay, so... I mean, by the way, first off, I, I don't doubt what you say. I'm sure you wouldn't have caught those fish had it been for the deeper. And I think that's probably a lot of people's problem with it. We'll, we'll come on to that in a moment. Um, but you said that it dropped down. I'm guessing this is in winter, by the way, that all the fish. Yeah, yeah it was like the start of January. It was, like yeah. I said, it was minus one. At the yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. So, so you said that, that it dropped down a, a, you know, a foot below the rest of the... the half a foot it was six foot foot. everywhere else on the lake and it was six six and a half foot got you and you said and you said that was a clay spot right yeah so does the this is probably a real naughty question but does the deeper tell you that it's clay or did you yeah so if you if you understand the 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 sonar and the bottom of the lakes there's certain um parts that you can pick up on it whether it be a lot of into um a load of little dots can mean gravel um a bit more of a harder patch it's like i said it's understanding the the sonar and what you're what you can actually see um and what you can read off that um lines going backwards and forwards means silt the line at the bottom the thicker it is the brighter it is means the harder the bottom so if you're fishing in weed for instance you'll see all the weed coming up you'll be able to work out what the depth of that weed is but then if you come across a clear spot, also you can tell if it's just a bit of a choddier bottom or if it's a harder bottom. Gotcha. Yeah, I see. Okay, so I guess back to, to what I just said. If For those people that would say they appreciate it, it definitely works. I'm sure it works. Um, but that maybe that is cheating and, and you know you have taken a little bit of the, the soul of angling away from the situation and possibly in their eyes not earned the fish as much as as you would have if you'd found them or you know use traditional angling watercraft i guess you'd say um do you agree with that a or b if you don't agree with that what what's your response to that thought process so i go fishing to catch fish i don't go to sit there and, and not catch anything um don't get me wrong it's a hobby um i enjoy my hobby but I think how you've got to look at it as well is technology is only ever going to evolve. And because of the world that we live in, it's moving at a very, very fast pace. Um, do these people that say, I wouldn't have caught that fish if I wouldn't have used a deeper and whatever else, what do they do? Sit there holding onto their line? Do they not use bite alarms? Do they sit behind a float? You're using a form of technology. It's, it's exactly, well, it's not exactly the same thing, but you understand where I'm going. It's, it's the same, same kind of process. You're using a piece of technology to tell you if that fish has picked up that line and moved that lead. It's, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I do agree with you. And that, and I was going to bring that up. And there'll be some people saying right now, and I'd kind of, I'm kind of one of them in a way. But as I said, I'm on the fence a little bit. There'll be some people saying, yeah, but the bite alarm is just registering the bite, you know, which you could do with a float, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, it's not giving you an extra set of eyes where you wouldn't normally have them if that makes sense so yeah. there is a slight difference and as as i as i put across in um my little rant before i only ever put the fish icons on in the winter yeah. i just go for the day i'm not really interested in going for the night um i like the sun too much i don't um 
I don't like being cold and stuff. So nine times out of 10, I'm going to places that, yeah, all right, we may catch one or two fish and stuff like that. Um, but that is the only real time that it goes on. Um, predominantly, it's just, I just use it as a depth finder. Um, so yeah, normal, anything really March, April onwards. Yeah. It's not even, not even to the fish icons aren't even turned on. They show themselves too much anyway. If, if you're going, um, certain waters and stuff like that, you can find them, find them easy enough with your, with your eyes. You don't need, don't need the fish icons on. Um, but it's, it's each person's prerogative on how it's, how it's used. And if they want to use the fish icons, then crack on. It's not, it's not up for, I don't think it's up to anybody to tell them how, how they can and can't use it. If they're happy doing that and that helps them to catch fish, then yeah, it's not, not an issue with me, not at all. And it's the same with, with boats. Um, I randomly went to France in June and you couldn't use rowing boats, but you could use bait boats. And we were having to fish it just over 200 yards. So I'm six, seven, I can cast. I don't want to be casting over 200 yards every time. So I, I borrowed a friend's bait boat um, and, and used that. And it was a hell of a lot easier and ended up catching quite a lot of fish. So it's, I think every, every situation, you've got to analyse it and, and see what you, what you want to get from that. And whether it be, yes, okay, I've used a bait boat in France and stuff like that, but I've also, what you've got to take into consideration is I've spent a hell of a lot of money to go there. I don't want to go there and not catch anything. So if a boat's going to help me to catch, then I will use a boat. Like I said, I'm all, all, for, all for the technology and things like that. It's, um, it's only going to progress and move, move forward. Yeah, I mean, we spend enough in the UK, don't we? If we're on, if you look at the price yeah. of all of our equipment, you know, we we do spend a lot on this hobby, don't we? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I've caught a fish with a, a bait boat, uh, and I know this isn't what you're here to chat about, but kind of bleeds it's technology. Into it. It's the same same kind of yeah. concept. Yeah, so I've I've caught a fish with a bait boat. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't I? And this is a me internal tick type thing, but I don't feel like I earned that fish. Like it's just, just mm. it's just like this little kind of blotch on that memory for me. Yeah. But yeah, I've caught fish from a boat by placing the rig from a boat and then placing the bait on top of that rig or by that rig from a boat, you know, rowed back and, yeah. and then caught the fish. And, and that I, I feel, you know, absolutely fine about, um, mm. You know, if anything, going out in the boat and under the snags and, you know, places. Oh, I'd much sure prefer, prefer to, to use, use a proper boat. And what's uh, that about? Why, is it, why not, do we have that? That's odd, isn't it? You know? It's, um, I just like the whole concept of it. Being out there in the water, you can use the scopes, see actually exactly what it is that you're, you're fishing over. But if you want to get large quantities of bait to one place in a very short space of time, then they're they're ideal to I know we I know we're here to talk about deeper stuff, but to give you um a very quick um analogy of what I'm talking about. I went to Creek Lakes, God, about four, maybe five years ago, with um with Adam Penning on a bit of a social. And we went in um we were on Creek Lakes and stuff and we went on um lake one at the time was quite a relatively hard water i think it's changed now but the guy said to us if you catch eight eight to ten fish you've done incredibly well all right 
I had 12, I had them at 38. It kind of makes you think, this, I now understand why these anglers, and I've fished with probably a lot of the bigger names in the, in the industry, you come to understand why these people get paid to go fishing. And it was very much, he knew what he wanted to do. He'd got an idea in his mind and he put out with a bait boat, probably five kilo of bait in the morning and five kilo. So this is solely boiled crumb, by the way, um, in the morning and at night. And he did it for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, until Tuesday. On Tuesday morning, upon him cutting it, and literally it was like being at SeaWorld, by the way. It was horrendous at times. And I was watching these fish show, and I'm like, that is absolutely ridiculous. I'm looking at him going, are you not going to put a rod on that? And he's like, no, not yet. Just wait, just wait. He knew exactly what he was doing. Put his first rod out, he picked his second rod up, and his first rod went. And it just continued like that. I might as well have just been there to be a gilly for him, netting fish. But he always casted his rods. So he only put his bait out using the boat. On the Thursday evening, it took him 17 casts to get this rod absolutely bang on. And he did an article after because it was 105 yards. So there and back, it actually worked out over a mile that he'd cast and wound in. And it was called going the extra mile. Because literally five minutes after, he had the biggest fish in the lake at just under 70 pounds. But it's, like I said, he's trying to, that, that approach, imagine trying to spam out 50 kilo of boiler crumb. You'd end up, you'd be knackered come 10 o'clock if you're doing it in the morning, then you've got to do it all again. So it's 50, just, it's... 50 kilos? No. So he put in five kilo oh, okay. in the sorry, morning, said 50, and, then, and then five kilo at night. So it was 10 kilo a day, and he did it until the Tuesday. Days. Yeah. So... Basically, he was priming a spot, um, and like I said, it's it's all it's all about using that pe that piece of technology to assist you in your angling. Now that assisted him, and he ended up having an absolute probably one of the best weeks he's ever had. Um, but that was due to using a bait boat. I wouldn't have caught them fish in January if I wouldn't have used a deeper. And there's other situations and stuff that we can we can go through. So, like I said, I think it's very much what individuals want to do, and. I've got absolutely no issues with it, but yeah, I go, I go fishing to catch fish. I'm not there for the sunset. So he was, we're going off topic here and this is my fault, but he was, no, no, he was using a bait boat to take out his boily crumb, 10 yeah. kilos of boily crumb a day. That's an insane amount of food particles out there. You've got to think uh, though, there's the best part of in excess of 400 fish in that lake and they're yeah. all massive. That isn't a lot of bait. There's a video on YouTube. Um, I'll try and find it and send it to you. But a guy puts a kilo of bait in the edge and a 40-pounder comes in and nails it all in about 30 seconds and swims off. Mm. Greg Ellis put in 10 kilo the other week in Burfield and there was people giving him loads of grief about it. He went home, got his unicky mat out, poured 10 kilo of bait on it. Sorry, not his unicky mat, his um, ground sheet. Took yeah. a picture of it. It looked like nothing. A pack of fish come in, they'll nail that within minutes and be gone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I I use quite a lot of bait by most people's standards mm -hmm. in, in the right situation. But, I mean, of crumb, that's... A, <laughs> crumb's different. 10K of, of yeah, actual yeah. boilies, very different. But he was trying to basically crumb. get them there and hold them there. And he yeah. held them there. And yeah, yeah. they were... 
yeah, it was, it was, I'm so glad that I went. Um, and it was something that I saw and it changed a lot of my, a lot of my angling. Everything now, 99% isn't good enough. It showed me that being 100% got in that massive fish. Mm. And if it takes 17 casts, it takes 17 casts. But I will now be 100% in everything that I do. Mm. Um, and if that fish, if it doesn't hit the clip correctly or, or whatever else. But um, yeah, like I said, it's just just utilizing utilizing technology. Um, he started off with a marker float um, to find the spot that he wanted to fish. And then he just utilized the technology to, to get the bait out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so back to the deeper, you said that obviously in the winter, that is a time where you, you know, where, where you'll put yeah. the fish finding um, feature on. The rest of the year, what is it you're using it for? I'm guessing finding just depths. features. Depth. Just depths. That is the only, only thing. Um, I like it to give me a bit of an idea of what I'm going to be fishing on. But absolutely every single time I will double check, triple check and probably put on something like a grappling lead just to, to be 100% sure. So it's a lot of the places that, like I said, the, the lake that I'm fishing is 43 acres and it can be, you're looking at three trees. And if you're off the side of that tree um, on the left hand side, you could be in 28, 30 foot of water. But if you're in line with the tree, you're on a 12 foot bar, which is brilliant um so yeah it'll just be flicking it out right i've got an understanding of what's in front of me three or four casts i've got absolutely everything sorted if there's fish there i don't want to be disturbing them with the marker flow i can then wrap it out i know where it is my spot goes straight onto it a couple of spots of bait out three rods bang 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 done i'm fishing and i know there's fish around i prefer to scare them away with bait than i would be with a with a rig um but yeah it's solely depth finding but i always always double check and triple check with it with a lead so that was going to be my question why not use a marker float because there's fish in the swim i don't want to scare them mm. i can virtually cast that rod out with let's say a grappling lead on once um what i'll what i'll normally do is i'll have everything lined up ready to go so i've got that spot let's say we're, we're talking about them them trees there's three trees it's 12 foot I'm like, right, three spawns of bait, three spawns of bait out. And then I'll literally very quickly, I loop to loop my, my deeper off, um, sorry, my spawn off, wing out a grappling lead, pull it back, whip it straight in. If it comes back clean, then straight away, three rods go out with then another couple of spawns of bait over the top. But I'm always, always double checking. I never once look at it and think that's showing as a clean bottom. I'll, I'll chance it. I always, yeah, always just make sure with a with a lad. So, so I, I kind of, I feel that I kind of sit between, and I think this is why I probably get on with so many people about about deeper, and I and I can have a conversation around where people think it's cheating, how it's an advantage, a disadvantage, and so on and so forth, because there's certain things that I utilize the technology for, and then there's some things that I don't, and I think people see that and go, do you know what? He's actually three or four casts, I've mapped out that swim, you'll be there for three hours with a marker float. And I guarantee I find more than what you do. So very quickly, and like I said, with it being short sessions that I'm fishing, I don't have the time. I lent my deeper the other day to Les Bowers. He went to 
I think it was France or somewhere like that with it. And I had to use a marker float. And I put something on my um, Instagram, basically saying I'm going analog and waving this marker float around. It was like it. two hours. I was like, this is ridiculous. What's this all about? I'd read that swim mapped out in no time. And then by the time where I wanted to fish, um, it took me a bit of time to find. I knew of the spot, but I didn't know exactly where it was. Um, so, yeah, a couple of hours, I've sorted it out. And next minute, they start showing three quarters of the way up the bank. I'm like, for God's sake, so I ended up having to move. You're out of practice with a marker float, mate. That's what it is. Try and, try and, try and get <laughs> too long off. Once, once again, it's, it's down to... My, my time's restricted, so I want to utilise whatever I can to make it as, as quick as possible. Two or three casts, right, I know exactly where I am. Right, I'm now fishing. Mm. I'm not... You said it's, it's 43 acres and, and up, down, left, right. It's, it's not, not an easy, easy water as well. Um... No, I, I know what you're saying. So, I mean, the, but the, last, the last water that I, you know mapped out to a large degree you know i don't know like the back of my hand um is 120 odd acres mm. um which is obviously quite a chunk of water you can still do it you know it, it can be done oh, gotcha. so and i kind of know the answer i know what you're going to say already but I'll, I'll go through the motions anyway what what why not just use a market float chuck it around get to know the different substrates better than you would do of a deeper i understand a deeper will tell you the depths quicker mm. but you don't get that feedback that we all know and love on on the rod tip especially if you're using braid with your mark float as i said before i, I always double check that anyway mm. but no no, no sorry i'm, so, I'm not on about yeah. fishing situation i'm on about you yeah. you got your target water you know yeah. you, you are you're now you know one of the one of the issues that you have on on that water is the amount of people that fish it so trying to trying to t turn up in and trying to it's, there's absolutely no point in pre-baiting a swim because I can most 100% guarantee that you aren't getting back in it for another couple of weeks. Um, <clears throat> my fate, my one of my mates, he's in the same same boat as me. He can fish every other weekend. He goes first thing Saturday morning, um, and he he basically tries to slot in different places, get on the fish and stuff like that. He turned up on Saturday morning, couldn't get on anywhere, ended up going home. So I get, and I have done it in the past where I've turned up to waters in the winter and stuff, and I think that's probably the better time to do it. But I'd like I said, I think it's just, it's more ease of use and stuff for me. I'm, I'm not bothered that, like you say, that people think that it's it's cheating or whatever else. I, I go fishing to catch fish. Um, and if something's going to benefit me, then I will... Um, I'll, I'll use it to, to, to catch, catch the fish. Like I said, I haven't got the fish icons or anything on. They show themselves easy enough. It's not, not an issue there. It's just being able to go, right, three casts in that swim, right, I've got everything. It's saved it all to my phone. If I click on the app, I can go, I actually quite like the look of that spot. I'll save that. I'll make a little note of what it is. And um, I can then go back to it. And then also now with the technology that's changed, it'll tell me roughly what the distance is. So I can work that out from the bank. So I can go, right, I'm back at home now. Deeper's got a, a feature called Lakebook, um, which allows you to look on your PC, laptop, etc., um, at what you've mapped out. 
but you can go back onto it, log into your application. You can see everything on there and on a, on a bigger screen of everything else. And you can then start to look at it and go, right, there's a measuring tool here. So I've saved that spot, right, okay, that's roughly 65 yards out. Brilliant. Next time I go into that swim, I'll just double check that. Finger marker float out, 65 yards, bang, right, it's gone down, popped it up, eight foot, sweet. That's exactly what the deep has told me. Brilliant. But what you can also do as well is you can share data with your friends. So if you've got a mate who's also fishing a water, let's say if you, you and your mate are on a syndicate, he could be doing three or four swims. You could be doing three or four swims and you share the data together. So you're basically working as a team. You, if, if you're anything like, like when I go with my mates, I want my mates to catch as much as I do. I take great pleasure in seeing my mates, my mates catch, um, unlike some people. Um, and yeah, if I can, if I fished the water in the past and one of my mates goes onto it and he's got a deeper, I'll say to him, log into mine and take, take the data, um, take whatever you need. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just helping. You're a better man than me. I'd be keeping that to myself. <laughs> if I was on the water with a target fish, I would, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm teasing. It's, the thing is, it's like with that, people, I've seen a lot of people um, on social media and stuff when a target fish has been caught go really sad about it yeah start spreading rumors it's like get yeah. rid of yourself go and give the lad a pat on the back and say well done mate um and you better look next time mm. so figure out what you've done wrong why you've not caught it and make it better for the next time some of the stuff that i've seen on socials around greg ellis catching that birthfield common absolutely ridiculous he was fishing in the outer bounds he was nowhere near the outer bounds <laughs> he's going banned from burfield but he's fishing there this weekend yeah all right mate but it's um unfortunately it's how um how the industry is coming how social media is these days but yeah if i, if I saw if we were fishing the same water even if i didn't know you i would turn around if you caught the, the biggest fish in the lake, tap you on the back, well done, mate. And then I'd root for all your tackle box, find out what rigs you're doing. <laughs> oh, don't, um, don't, but, don't get me wrong, I'd, yeah. I'd be happy for, I, you know, I'd be very happy for them. Um, and mm. I'm sort of tongue in cheek. It's just me. me, me how I am. I'll, yeah. The amount of messages that I get through socials over it, I will always make sure that I reply to somebody. Yeah. Um, and always go out of my way to, to try and try and help them um, because end of the day they've it's not not a small amount of money a 280 quid if you want the mm. the chirp so you've you've took the time and effort to to buy that save up for it use money that could have gone to other other things just because you don't understand it very slightly then yeah I'll um yeah like I said it's three four five messages a day at times um, but it's just normally, mate, this isn't working. Can you help me? Or I've just cast this out. What is this that I'm actually fishing on? Silt, mate, or it's weed or, or whatever else. Or I've got three or four different screenshots now that I'll send to people and go, right, this is clay, this is silt, this is weed, and this is basically a rock-hard bottom. That's the kind of things that you're looking for. Um, but, yeah, it's always, yeah, I don't, I don't mind helping helping other people. Yeah, good man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. So, <clears throat> do you fish, um, I don't know what 
what kind of waters do you fish? Do you fish? Do you move around a lot with your fishing, um, day tickets, etc., or do you have like your your target fish and you're all out for that fish? What kind of so I've I've recently just joined um, the water that we've been been talking about. One mainly because it's right on my doorstep. I can get to it within 15 minutes. I w- I've walked it for years and years um, with the family and everything else, but I've never actually paid any att- any attention really in in fishing it. And I got chatting to, to one of my mates and stuff, and he went, oh, yeah, there's like three, well, I live north of, of Stoke-on-Trent. He was like, yeah, there's three or four forties in here, quite a lot of 30s and whatever else. I'm like, is the interesting. So I went and got a ticket. For, for that, that's 15 minutes away from my house, that's, that's ideal. I then got to see how, because I never paid any attention to the anglers and stuff. I was there with my, with my kids and my wife and everything else, so wasn't wasn't interested in in the fishing side of things i then got to see how busy it was and thought this could be interesting this is going to be a bit of a challenge but let's see what happens and we'll we'll go from there so that's kind of a, a target water there's no real target fish in there of course one of the 40 pounders would be great but with the size of water the stock of fish and the people that are on there i'll kind of just take anything that comes along um so that's my tuesdays and, and saturdays unless I'm starting to do um, a bit more of a, a day ticket type series um, with Carpology. So we did one on Stanwick Lakes. We've done one recently on Coking Farm and we're going to Horseshoe um, towards the end of this month. So that's kind of, I've always kind of <clears throat> kept myself to myself with my fishing. Very I'll go to intimate little syndicates and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm, I'm very helpful to, to everybody that's around me, but I kind of just want to go fishing um, in the middle of middle of nowhere at times, get away from work and yeah, just um, catch, catch a few fish. And yeah, this water's completely taken me out of that. I've got to speak to people, see what's going on and, and everything else. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit different. And then the whole day ticket scene is not me at all. I don't do day ticket waters. I despise. That's probably a strong word. I don't despise it. I've been to Linear once. And I don't think I'd go back. I don't, yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't sit right with me that. How how that that kind of evidence was, but yeah, horseshoe will be a, an interesting one. Yeah, sorry, my, I I think it still would have recorded okay, but my line went real funny then. You said something about horseshoe. You're going to be fishing horseshoe. Yeah. So um, sorry, I don't know what you what you got from that. So yeah, um, towards the end of this month, we've got a um, a carpology shoe. Did you hear that bit that I said about that? I it was just what came after a horseshoe that went a bit funny. It would have been recorded. <clears throat> Okay, so yeah, we're going to um, Horseshoe at the end of end of this month, which once again will take me out of not my comfort zone, but it's a decent sized bit of water, um, quite a lot of fish in it, but a hell of a lot of people. We did the the one recently on on Coking Farm, and that was just ridiculous. There's seven lakes on the complex, and there was four pegs free, and yeah. it wasn't. That isn't my my cup of tea. Um, at least with 
with the water by me, there's probably, I don't know, 10, 15 pegs that you can you can slot into if, if the, the fishing stuff are there. But yeah, I, um, I'm not envious of these people that just out and out go to, to day ticket waters. It's just not my not my cup of tea at all. It's hard work, isn't it? Hard work. I think um, I said I said before. I don't know if you got that, but I um, yeah, I've only fished like linear once. Yeah, I um, in, like there was three pegs free, and it was the depths of November. I went to the tackle shop there, which isn't bad, and I drove around part. I don't know which lakes it was, but I drove around part of it that was separate to the tackle shop. Um, I was with my girlfriend, and she said it looks fucking horrendous <laughs> and she's right it was it's just i mean i i go fishing well i have like a, a thing with carp obviously but aside from that i just want to get away from people and all of the shit you know i don't want to be shoulder to shoulder with a load of lads um so yeah i'm with you on that buddy definitely with you there um okay so j just just to kind of like round off a few more a few more things that are going around in my head i guess let's say you so you got your target water um you're fishing there all out and you've got a target fish i appreciate at the moment you just have a few yep. fish that you'd like to catch rather than one target which is i'm in the same situation by the way um i haven't got water i'm really into but there's a few fish i'd like to catch in in a couple of waters let's say you catch your target fish right this fish that you've been you know dreaming about mm. thinking about constantly you know all the time you're not the lake, you're thinking about how to catch it, etc., etc., etc. Let's say you it's winter, you flip on the fish finder, you find the fish, and you catch that fish as a result of using the fish finder. Do and no judgment, but do you feel like you've fully earned that fish? Or if you caught it, would that have tainted the experience a little bit? No, not for me, not at all. Um No, I think um to be brutally honest, I wouldn't be going to the lake that I'm fishing right now in, in, the, in when it starts getting cold anyway, just because, like I said, the sheer size and the sheer depth of it. Um, so I will be starting to look, look at other places um, come end of November, start of December. But no, I, I don't I don't think it would because you've you've worked your arse off throughout the, the year. Um, you've you've spent the time on there. You've, like say, applied the bait and stuff if you can um and a fish finder just tells you there's fish there there could be three or four fish there you've still got to put all the other eggs in a row to catch that so i've got to have a rig that is going to do what it needs to do i've got to have a bait that it wants to eat i've got to have other things in place not just it's not like it it sends a sonar down and it go and it pings back to me going right Andy, yeah there's that fish that you're after i don't know martha um it's just showing me that fish are in the area you can't unless i'm stalk, stalking that fish out of the edge you cannot pick up you cannot tell what's going to pick up your bait in the in the middle of a, a water so no not at all okay okay i understand would it with um you? sorry would it with you yeah 100 percent. yeah because i mean like i'm listening to you i'll tell you my myself i'm listening to you and i i do get the merits of it. i think for me is it saves a lot of time in terms of mapping out because you're on a if you want to really know what's going on with the top topography and i think if you want to give yourself the best chance you should do that um it takes a long fucking time you know i wouldn't okay. like to count up all the hours i've spent with a marker float on different waters over the years I understand it saves time. I also understand the stealth aspect, which 
does appeal to me in in that sense of it you know it's very stealthy unlike you know dragging a marker through through yeah. through the water column etc um but if i had used the fish finder and i'd found the f i don't think i could do that i really and i'm not saying my way fish, is the right is way i'm not saying my way is the right yeah. way at all that and, and if someone else did it i crack on it i really don't care what other people do fishing i think too many people get in other people's business with angling yeah um i so think how on. you've got to look at it is that it's not it's not showing you don't get me wrong if it was showing just one fish sitting there and then you caught it and that was your target fish then you'd look at it and go yeah all right i, I completely get what you're saying there and i can take that on board but nine times out of ten that fish is going to be with five six seven other fish it's not going to be on its own um unless it is a very very low low stocked stocked water um so yeah, once again, you've got to still have everything else in line to to catch that fish. And just because a sonar tells you that that fish is there, or well, it's not that fish, but it's not that it's telling you that fish are there, it doesn't mean that it could pick up your rig. It could completely and utterly do you and swim mm. off. It could eat all the bait around you and swim off. Of but course, of course. But you still... wouldn't be you wouldn't have the rig there unless you had that that mm. deeper. I think, yeah, I think you've, like I said, depths of winter, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest because, yeah, I'm not there for a long, long period of time in the winter anyway. If I do 24 hours, it's only because there's a, a warmer, milder spell that's, that's come in. Mm -hmm. Some of these people are there when it's snowing and stuff, just isn't, that isn't my cup of tea one bit. But no, not at all. It wouldn't, it wouldn't put me off in any way, shape or form. If I if I flung it out and I saw like what happened when I first used it, I found that group of fish and I followed the same tactics that I always do and and I caught it was one of them, let's say forty pounders. I'd yeah. I wouldn't even look at the deeper, I'd be more happy about catching the fish. Mm. I'd be like, great, brilliant. The um the the, the the other technology side of it, um, you were mentioning about the, the deeper app and yeah. that it, it there's some kind of log, there's some kind of record of what you've found on there, um, which sounds very useful. It sounds like it does a lot more than just tell you the depth in real time. Yeah. So, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff that's in that that you can you can utilize. So anywhere that you cast it, it basically GPSs to it, GPSs back to your phone, and it stores absolutely everything that you do. Even if you just cast it out for ten seconds and reel it in. It will save that for you. So going going through the log on my phone, you've got all different lakes that I've fished. Um, and what you can also do is if you've, let's say, for instance, if if I go to, to one of the lakes, I can pinch the screen, scroll it out, and I can start to understand what it is, like the buildup of that lake. So like where you get people with the RT4s, that put them on map mode and they just literally drive up and down the lake mapping the lake out and it builds up that picture for you a deeper is inevitably doing exactly the same thing for you it's just from swim to swim and then you can go into it and, and drum down further into that so it'll tell you the different depths you can click on the scans and watch them on your laptop or your your pc what's an rt4 bait boat uh, okay okay yeah so yes a, you can you can get a feature on them. Mm. Well, there's a feature on them that allow you to um, 
map out the whole lake. So it'll literally right. start it at one side and it'll finish on the other. And then it'll give you something that you can go online and print it off. Right. And that's how a lot of people are getting these these lake maps done. This is news to me, this the this lake map thing. <laughs> what, if you look on, for instance, to give you give you an example, if you go on to Old Mill Lakes, which is in Market Raisin, they'll have a um any of their their waters you can click on um I don't know, let's say for instance birch which is their main big fish water you can click on it and it'll give you a, an overview of the of the lake and it'll tell you all the different crevice depths and everything else it's just been done by a boat right? i see i see yeah just gives you a like a 3d image of the of, of um of the water sorry the, the bomb okay okay yeah, saving saving all the information and everything else that's ideal because then i can go back into the swim <clears throat> one thing that i don't that i have done in the past as well is i've wrote everything down in my phone i've then updated my phone or changed it and it's deleted everything on like if i've wrote something in the notes or anything or i've actually been somewhere and what's it so now what i've well i'd say for probably the last two years i keep in i've got a pad and I keep a note of absolutely everything that I do. I go to, I'll date it, the water that I've gone to, the swim that I'm in, the wraps that I'm fishing out at, yeah. what kind of bottom and stuff I was fishing on, if I caught, if I didn't, what bait I was using, and absolutely everything, because that's just once again, don't get me wrong, it's there, the data's on the deeper, but this is once again, this is where I'm saying, I kind of really do sit in between what people think about deepers and what they don't, because of just how I how i use it yeah there you go yeah listeners can't right. see this but i got this it's one of the best things you'll ever do buddy because this book here that you can see obviously mm. the listeners can't see but me and andy are on a um on a zoom like a skype call this book reading back over this this is i don't know how old uh quite old 15 years something like that i don't know um just reading back what i was doing back do there you, and just for the nostalgia it's amazing do you ever look at it and go do you know what I was using this rig then. I was catching really well, but then all of a sudden I've seen this other rig and I've started to use that, but I'm not catching as much. And you look back at that rig and it's like, it was the most simple thing. But and if we, we don't need to go onto rigs, but my rigs are the most simple rig I'll ever come across. And they work and I catch fish. Look at the likes of Simon Crow. Piece of braid, bit of shrink tube, yeah, and Nautilus knot. And look at the fish that that guy catches. Um, it's it's the old people, thing. People it's, overcomplicate it's... fishing uh, massively, oh, they do. and you just need to keep things very very simple. And yeah, go from go from there really. If anything, reading back, I I used to log a lot more detail than I do now, like a hell of a lot more. Mm. But I think maybe now I just take a lot of it for granted and and it's just kind of like done on autopilot it, yeah, i just... do think i have things like wind, wind oh of direction. course i still um, i still love that. yeah 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 I still love yeah that. so just different things but you don't to be honest you're probably only one of five or six people that i know that do that yeah well um, yes i appreciate that yeah it's it's not it's not very rare that you you come across somebody but it's like with the deeper i can go into a swim pardon me I can go into a swim and I can go, right, scroll straight through my history, right, pegged 22, right, last time, I'd, I'd, there's a bar out there at, I don't know, 40 yards, and it's 16 foot, 
off the sides of it. I can free, see through the scans that it was 28 foot off the, off the side of it. Right, sweet. I know roughly where I'm going to be standing anyway, because a lot of it's just really a rod length into the water um, on, that, on that lake. And <clears throat> yeah, right, 40, 50 yards out, three rods, bang, bang, bang. If the fish are there, sweet, I know I'm fishing. It's, um, it's there and I've got, got that data and it's making it easier for me. I'm fishing quicker and I'm, yeah. Mm. Instead of standing there with a the mark float again, going whack and potentially scaring all the fish off. I don't even need to at times put it out. Some places that I'll go and I'll look at the data and look at what I've wrote down and what I've saved and gone, right, I know that I had a really good hit of fish off, off this spot. I know what range it was at and everything else, right, out it goes. But you could, don't get me wrong, you could get that from you turning up at a lake and mark floating it mm. and writing it all down. It just, I can visually see it through scanning through an application on my phone. And I can yeah, go, I, I, there was I know. There's a bit of crevit there or there was a bit of, bit of chod or something there. If there was a bit of, I don't know, silkweed or something, let's just get a grappling lead out and let's just double check. Yeah. And and um, and make sure that that everything's still one hundred percent. One cast, pull it back, right? Sound, yeah. Everything's still as normal. Three rods out, bang, done. Mm. Do you feel that that like all of this this technology has somehow dumbed down your other angling senses? It's a real douchey way to say it. I can't put it in another way, um, but no, watercraft still... and being in tune with the lake. Do you feel that that's dissipated a bit due to no, technology? Because I think with, like I said, with how I use it, I'm very much lapping and lapping and lapping the lake until I find them. I'm just, so, I'm just using that deeper just to give me the depths or don't get me wrong in the winter where, where things are, if I can't find them. But predominantly, I am looking up trees and whatever else, trying to find fish. Um, I don't just keep casting it around until I find find a shoulder fish. Just, it just I don't know. It's not that it's it's not that it doesn't sit right with me. From April really onwards, you don't need to. If you stand in the swim long enough, you'll see something. Or if you stand in the right place on the lake, you will see the fish show. You don't need to to use the use the fish icons, but as depth, if it is a lake that's very much up and down, mm. then yeah, I would use it. But if it wasn't, and I knew everywhere was six foot, then I wouldn't need it. So you don't feel it, it's 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 dumbed down any of your water crossing? No, no, because like I said, I always always the first thing I'll do is I'll grab yeah. grab my polarized glasses, my cap, and off I go. Everything else stays in the cart. So 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 you found the fish, right? You're you're casting that. I'm guessing you don't cast it on them. You cast it past awesome. them and then yeah. drag it. Yeah. Have, have you done any uh, watching a fish while someone's dragged it over? Do, do they tend to... I mean, it's going to be water-dependent, but do, are you not confident really. in them not spooking, or do you have to be careful with that? Um, depending on where they are. If they're right on the top, then I wouldn't even bother. Of course, yeah. You don't um, need to, would you? If I knew they were right on the top and I wanted to fish a, a sig or something like that, then what I have done in the past is I've gone to swim down Cast it at the same range and gone right, it's ten foot. I'll chance it with nine and a half, nine and three quarters, hoping that the the um, yeah is is the same and get my binoculars out and check that it's not, not sticking sticking on top. Or put it over depth. 
and and have it have it on the top profession over over that zig. Um, but no, I've not. <clears throat> there has been times where I've um, I've seen people chuck them out, and I've seen fish on the top, and I'm just thinking to myself, what are you doing? Mm, yeah, yeah. But and they literally land it straight in in between them. But I think with with the shape and the sound that it makes, a lot of the time it can be masked as a spawn. Which again is going to depend on the water. Me and Pete were speaking yeah. about this. You put a spawn out on my recent water, like the fish are going, like they ain't there. Oh, you imagine <laughs> on, on linear, they you know exactly what it is. But on linear, it's opposite scenario, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they come to it. They come to that noise. That's crazy. Um, I don't like that in itself, at, but yeah. It's like um, I've watched through the whole lockdown and and everything. Um, I watched the underwater stuff that that Corder did again so seven and eight and at one point dan talks about how there was swim um sorry there was fish no god let me learn sorry there was ducks diving in the swim and what he did is he filled a spot up with water and cast it out and the fish came straight in to what, investigate what it was what lake was that on was it Dayton? st john's right yeah there we go. The one that they did the, the underwater seven and eight on. But yeah, he put a spam out and literally the fish come straight in to see what it was. Um, but it's like random places like Drayton. I've, I've been once. I've known of friends cast, casting spams out and the fish are attacking the spam as it hits the water. Yeah. But it's just, they get tuned into that noise. And I think if, if a water is very much... Um, You've got to use a sponsor to get your bait out. Then I think casting a deeper, you're not a million miles away from what a spawn would would sound like. Mm. It's what just over three ounce. Don't get me wrong; it's shaped like a tennis ball, but it's just really like the front. If you look at it, it's like the front of a spot spawn. Yeah. So going, yeah, going, going back to that, I don't think that it would would really spook them too much. If anything, it might draw them slightly in. To investigate what's going on, depending on the water. Mm. Oh yeah, there's there's places that that I know that you've got to be so quiet and mm -hmm. literally not. I just put my phone on silent um, because you're you're fishing for a very very small small stock stock of fish. Places like that, there is absolutely no way that it would end up in the water unless it was the depths of winter and I was trying to basically map out the lake. So then I can come back into it really February, March, April onwards and go, right. I know from this swim that at that range, there's a, there's an eight foot bar. Brilliant. Right. I can get on that. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of using it in, in some, some places just because yeah, they're just shoot off. It's pointless. You'd be better sticking on an helicopter rig, moving the bead right the way up and chanting it. And if you get a drop, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But this is that I keep going back to. And I think this is where I just kind of not sit on the fence, but there's there's a time and place for everything. And if the time is right, then yeah, definitely. Hundred percent I'd use it. But there are times I'll look at it and think, nah, not happening. Mm. Something that um I, I did want to ask you, this was a point from, from Pete, uh, my co-host. He said that um, he's been interested in, in the deeper in the past. This is him, not me. Um, 
that he was put off by the fact that a lot of people that he spoke to about them or not spoke to maybe saw on a forum i don't know apparently a lot of people bought them and then sold them on do you feel that's because a lot of people find them a gimmick and it's use it up front and then not use it or do you think that's due to misuse or something else nine times out of ten it's because they don't know how to use it correctly and the every single time it's it's disconnecting it's disconnecting it's disconnecting and it's like yeah because you're not following the instructions of it put your phone in flight mode and just connect to it via wi-fi if you've got mobile data on it's not going to work it corrupts against the wi-fi signal and causes it to disconnect it is quite possibly the most asked question that we get and this is where i turn around to somebody somebody will message me on on the um on my socials or whatever else and go i've seen that you use this everything else it looked great blah 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 i've gone out and bought one it's shit well why and they'll be like it just doesn't work well tell me what you're doing go through the steps you've arrived at the lake you've thrown it out what have you done connected to it via wi-fi i've done this i've done that i've thrown it out 60 yards and it just keeps flicking in and out well if you read the book or even now when you turn it on this is how much of a problem it got deeper change the app so when you turn it on now you have to click through it'll tell you what the password is to to get onto the wi-fi it then says turn off your mobile data because there was that many people and this is the whole thing when it works great people don't say a word the moment something doesn't work in angling they'll take social media and start absolutely slating it so then joe blogs down the road goes i've got one of them his mind's done that a few times actually sorry i'm going to stick it on ebay and sell it it's not it doesn't work well no mate it does work you just haven't read the instructions but there was that many people that we would have at the shows and stuff with with doing the shows with with corda um we would yeah it'd be 30 40 50 people over the weekend i bought this mate and they got it with him bought this with him, mate. it don't work how does it not work and we ended up getting like a fish tank and we drop it in the fish tank i'd say to him right tell me go through right you've turned up at the lake once again show me how you, what you do there's a fish tank there put it in and they go through the steps of like right you haven't turned off your mobile data turn it off and then it starts scanning the fish tank Right, there you go, there's your issue. And they were like, I didn't even know that. I was like, on the app that you've just skipped through, it actually tells you what to do. Yeah. But it is nine times out of ten, it is user. And like I said, if you understand how to use them in the website, it's quite possibly the best thing because it's going to take you through all the different um, beam angles that you can get and the best way to use them. So if it is something that's let's say an incredibly weedy water so <clears throat> you can then put it onto a you've got narrow mid and wide beam so if it's an incredibly weedy water what you want to do is get it onto a narrow beam so it's just going straight down skip it across the top of the weed when you see it drop off you know that's a clear spot right brilliant clip it up wrap it out put a lead on right i can investigate that a bit more Andy, mate, I've, I've got a message saying my bandwidth is low. I'm going to have to turn my video off, okay? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Sorry. Uh, you, you could do the same with you if you'd rather. Um, 
run through that again about the um the band uh, not the bandwidth that's what i said the uh the the range of the sonar when fishing in weed so so for me like most water I fish are very, very weedy. Yep. So if you're fishing a very weedy water, you're just looking for little holes within weed. How would you use the sonar different to, to right, practice so the on chirp, The chirp is a little bit different to the Proplos. So the chirp will use and work in six inches of water. That's where the Proplos is four foot and above, okay? So if it's incredible, what, if somebody came up to me in a show and said, I want to buy one, which one is the best for me? The first question I asked him is, what kind of waters are you fishing? Are they incredible? Incredibly weed and give me an idea of the depth. <clears throat> so they've gone top to bottom with weed. Absolute nightmare. Um, but it's 10 foot in most places. Right, okay, not a problem. Right, you want to go for the chirp. One, the technology is called chirp and it's a hell of a lot more clearer than the Pro Plus. So it'll give you a greater understanding of what you're fishing on, but also um, basically give you that, that difference on the bottom. <clears throat> what I'll then do to them is say, right, when you turn up at your lake and you're fishing, what you want to do is make sure that it's on a narrow beam. So the beam then is just going straight down. It's not going in the different cones that it that it can do. Because with the with the chirp, you've got basically a three-beamed option. So it'll go from seven degrees to 16 to 47. Right. So you've got a seven-degree angle, which is basically just going straight down. So you skip it over the top. Of the of the weed and stuff. What then happens is, is you it then so the weed's coming across. It's coming across the top of the um, the the application on your phone, and then it'll drop off. You then know that that is a clear spot, or you can see through the app that the weed is lower down than what what it could what it what it um, normally is everywhere else on the lake. So that might be that could be used twofold. You could either potentially look at putting a solid bag or something into it, or you can introduce bait into that spot to, to clear it off even further than what it was and pre-bait it, knowing that you're going to be going to be coming back, right? But ideally, what you're looking for, and what I'll do is to, to give you a bit more of a, an idea of what I'm talking about. I've got a screenshot. Um, I went up to what pictures is like in Middlesbrough, and that once again is, is really, really weedy. And as it, um, that was exactly the same thing. It was coming across and then it dropped off and there was two holes in this weed, um, which it ended up um, fishing into and ended up catching. But the weed around it looked like it was top to bottom. So you can use it, um, use it quite well. Um, use it quite, quite that way. So, so okay so i appreciate the fact you can see the the varying heights of the weed let's say there's some like low lying i don't know cabbage weed something like that does it does it pick that up or is it yeah. not that sensitive does... yeah yeah so it'll pick up the stuff that's that's on the bottom if it's low lying silkweed or or something like that it'll still show um how how you um right if you got your phone on you i know this isn't very good for people that can watch it <laughs> yeah i've got my phone yeah right look at that picture that i've just sent you on instagram got it okay so for for the listeners here uh andy sent me a photo basically they... what you've got there is you've got a water that is six foot seven deep you can mm. see that the weed comes up to two two foot below the surface in places so this green stuff is weed obviously right? yeah so that's weed that's coming up through the columns of the water so as you can see basically 
in the middle of that, you've got, so from left to right, you've got a bit of a clear spot, but it does still have some low-lying weed in it. So you could probably get away with fishing a solid bag or something within that. So, but the so next pot... Sorry. This is on the... Sorry, sorry. This is on the left, right? Yep. As I'm looking at the photos on the left. That's a tiny... On my screen, anyway, that's a tiny little hole, and it looks like the yellow yep. lines go right down. A, what are the yellow lines? They're across e, the bottom. Yeah. So that's just basically telling you about... Um, how hard the bottom is so the brighter the line and thicker the line the harder the bottom so if you then come across to the right where right. the bank of weed drops off you can see how that picture has got a thick line underneath it a bright line and then it starts to taper off very slightly as it goes more and more into the into the denser weed yeah so you would know that right that spot don't get me wrong because if you zoom in on it you can still see there's a bit of low line silkweed but then it's giving you a bit more of an understanding of, right, I need to double check with a grappling lead or something, or I need to change my presentation to be a pop-up or an inch stiff or something, because I'm not going to get away with fishing a bottom bait on that, on that spot. But you have found a spot in the weed that the fish inevitably have made. So, so this, this is probably horrendous for listeners, but this, this bit on the left here, right, is like this wall of weed, this green yeah. weed. Just to the right of that, it drops down. That yellow line that looks like a heart rate line, like yeah. you see on a on a yeah. hospital machine, that drops down. What's that indicating? Just a very slight difference in the in the depth of the bottom. Right. Okay. So it could be. And how big is that? How wide is that? I would probably say two or three foot. Wow. Okay. So it's that. See, that's the thing. You've got to use this. You've got to have. You've got to have the knowledge internal... around it, and if, if this yeah. is. Uh, a lot of the time, if it is that it's just something that's straightforward, like clay lake or anything like that, mm. then people don't don't have that don't have these kind of problems. But if it is that it's something really weedy, and it's like you say, top to bottom with weed, it's good going onto the website, looking at the um, at the different features, looking at the different videos and stuff that we've done. Like I said, a lot of people will reach out to me if they are fishing quite weedy waters. And just literally taking five, ten minutes of my time, you're now looking at that thinking, actually, this could work on my on my water. I could find some um, some clearer spots. I reckon you you're swinging around here. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, I'm a, I'm honest as they come. Yeah, I'm looking at it thinking this is very interesting because I tell you why it's something I feel I could get my teeth into. Like, well, the thing it, is as well, right? Is if you look at that, if you look at that spot. And you go even so where it's dropped off, and you can see the great big orange orange line that's coming across, right? Yeah, yeah. You can also see there's just little bits coming up and down. Yeah. Right. If you fill that in with a load of hemp, oh or yeah, it's gone. oily crumb. Then bits are there. You could then probably get two rods on that spot, um, if not a third rod or something. Or you could chance it and go right. I'll put one on the clearest spot, but then what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a solid bag or something into that deeper into that little bit of. Um, sparse wade, um, sorry, sparse wade, um, weed that's there. Yeah. Um, and see what happens. The fish might be happier feeding in the weed yeah. than what they are on the clear spot. But inevitably, they have cleared off that spot, mm. and that that would have taken, with how how it was around it, possibly you'd have missed that spot. Mm. Or I'm, it'd I'm have sure taken there's you tons we hours missed and hours flight. and hours. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm sure there's tons. There's, yeah. there's loads of um, of different different scenarios, and I've had people come up to me um, at shows and things and gone, "Do you know what? I um, 
I was fishing um, fishing the other day. I, I chucked the deeper and stuff out, and um, I found this really random divot. Can you give me an idea of what it is? And basically, what it was is like the lake had lake had come across, and it was just a carp hole more than anything else. And it had dropped by about a foot, but it was just dead little gra- gradually as it come down, like basically underneath of a football, come down and then just pop back up. And he was like, I investigated with a marker after, and I put it at the, what the depth was, and I pulled it down into it, and he said it was probably about half a foot to a foot deeper. I was like, I'm telling you now, mate, put a rod in that spot, and you will catch all day long. And he ended up messaging me on social media saying, I listened to what he said. I started baiting in and around that spot and and making sure that my rods were, were bang on in, in that depth, because what he was doing, and I've, I've kind of taken this into my own angling of where I'm fishing, he says, I'd hit the cliff, and I knew I'd be falling on the back edge of it and I'd go one, two, three, four, crack. But then he knew that when he was landing in it, it'd go one, two, three, four, five, crack. Mm. <clears throat> so he knew that he was in he was in that hole or he was give or take. He was definitely mm. in the deep, deeper part of it. But yeah, once again, with a marker float, you just struggled to have found something like that. And he, he regularly, yeah. regularly sends me messages, Gary, mate, I've had another one off that spot. He says, nobody knows of that spot on that lake. So, 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 this bit I'm showing Andy the the photo. Yep. Sorry, sorry, listen. This real short bit of green here, mm-hmm. which is presumably weed, right? Yep. So it'd just be a silkweed. How tall is that? That's just literally silkweed, you reckon? Just silkweed, just on the bottom, yeah. Uh, okay. And and this is. C- can you change the setting on the deeper and have it a, a like more zoomed in than this? This seems wide to me. <clears throat> um, you can you can. It's all about the beam angle. So you would yeah. you would change that beam angle to give you. So if you've got it on, let's say the forty-seven degree, it's going to give you a hell of a lot more on the than having it at the um, at the others. So it's all all once again about how you would how you would set that up to the information that you would get, and then you play around with the sensitivity. Yeah. Um, I normally have mine anything really eighty-five to ninety, but I know people have them on hundred percent sensitivity, um, so they can see absolutely everything, every last little grain that's there. So it's it's once again it's it's user user preference um and how much you want to to dive into the into the settings of it but running the mill if you were to have it on a mid to narrow beam anything really up to probably 15 foot um you'd be you'd be fine with that and then anything really 85 percent upwards you're going to get absolutely everything that you that you need is this the temperature up here as well yeah I know so it's that's a, the top I, top of a wall. I know it's only telling you the surface yeah. temperature, yeah. But, yeah. but what you can also do as well, and this is a feature that's that's come into play with it, is it actually will now tell you where the thermocline in the water is, as long as but it has to be over um, a certain depth, and I think it's twenty foot. So a lot of the time you're going to struggle to find that, but you can actually see mm. the line in the water where the temperature changes. I've been that was one of the. I've been casting thermometers out for, for fucking years. Yeah. Okay. Imagine putting a zig just above mm. that. Um, Winter especially. That, that that's when it's exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. there's there's certain things in there, and this is where it, it's great because I'll I'll talk about different things that that I want to, to see within it, um, and and they listen and they start to to incorporate incorporate this now. You're not going to be able to ever have it where you can go right. It is 50 yards away from yeah. me because just of, of the whole GPS and whatever else. But 
it's it's easy enough to just clip it up and yeah and i don't think you'd want that i I think that's probably a step too far yeah yeah but it's it's just little little things like that you've just got to understand that if you do clip it up at 15 wraps and it's 12 foot of water you've got to allow a little bit for the for the swing back and stuff like that because that's the same as bodding or whatever yeah yeah exactly and it's just once again it's trying to to get people to to understand that as well because yeah there's there's times where people have gone i clipped it up wrapped my rods out at the same thing but i was in a low deeper water yeah because you've got to got to allow for Mm. for different different things yeah this for the listeners i'm still looking at this photo is it's an interesting photo it really is and it, it it's making my mind tick over uh what the only thing i don't understand what's this yellow drop my phone what's this yellow chip? it's just something that's bounced back off the serenal it's oh. just a random like a fish or um potentially it could be um normally the fish if you haven't got the icons on they do look like like an orc right. in the in the water um because there's no way of actually getting rid of that because the sonar's bouncing off something um but yeah the sonar's just randomly picked up picked, picked up something it's not just a random it could be just a random piece of weed there's um a video that um new direction they just brought out a bait boat and they did a video where they were driving their um their bait boat and they got a deeper attached to the front of it and what they did is they stopped the boat, dropped the bait, and reversed the um, boat back. And you could actually see through the lines of the water the bait dropping where the, the sonar had picked it up. Fly hatch, just random thought. Fly hatches <laughs> would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You could see fly hatches going off. Okay. Um, see, I'll be honest. So, so here's where I'm at. So, some of what you said, like, totally turns me off and i'm just like no that's just not for me i don't like Mm -hmm. it looking at that photo and thinking about it from a perspective of you know if if i was to have one of those things and i was to map out a a, a lake that you know that that i'm that i'm like say if i had a one target lake which unfortunately i don't at the minute but if i took that there and you know it would definitely give me like like a third eye perspective like a, a real view of the lake that i wouldn't normally get yeah. that's very appealing it's hard not if to you as an angler it's hard not to be appealed by yeah, and i think if like in in extremely um weedy waters and i think in the winter that is really where they do do come into their own um there's that many people that i know that fish like say waters waters like yourself and they um they're using them all the time because they need to find them holes in the weed and if it's a case of right i can't go out in the boat to physically find one Mm. you could be there for hours days trying to find clear spots three four five casts with that and you've you've potentially potentially found them um so yeah there are once again there's there's time time and a place for it um and that kind of that kind of place is definitely the um the way forward Okay. So, so to well, kind of st- saying that, I would always, always going back to it, investigate with a lead. Yeah. And, and double, double check everything because I'm not going to take for granted um, what it, what it says. I want to be 100. This goes back to the whole 
anything. I want to be 100%. Got to be 100%. My sessions are that short. Can't afford to reel in the morning and can be completely weeded up. I just might as well stay at home. So, to to kind of start rounding this off, let's say there's. I mean, I definitely see the merit. Um, I, I see them as being too efficient in some areas, which I know sounds ridiculous, but I almost feel like it is taking away some skill and, and angling, which mm. just for me, personal thing, feels wrong. Each their own. I don't care what anyone else does. But let's say someone is on the fence. Let's presume most of the listeners are somewhat like me. I think people tend to get gravitated towards what's similar to them. And we tend to, on this podcast, we get a lot of people message us that are very kind of old school anglers mm. and and... Yeah, so so let's let's presume they're of a similar kind of thought process to where I'm at. I'm definitely seeing the merits. I'm still on the fence. I'm not like 100% sold on it. I, I'm I'm confident that it would definitely help me. But someone who's on the fence like this, what would you say to them to perhaps try and sway them? Or wouldn't you? I think once again, it's it's down to to that that individual and how they how they would want to to approach approach their angling, but. The easiest way that that I found in the past is that I've gone to a lake with my mate, who's probably in the same same boat as you, and chucked it out in front of him, and he's been like, "Jesus, that is absolutely ridiculous," and within four, five, six casts, you're like, "Mate, there's a great big hole there in that weed." He's like, "I've laddied about round there." Why have I not found that? And it's nothing nothing to do with angling ability or anything because he catches loads and loads of fish and he's a very, very good angler. But once you see them <clears throat> real life, it then starts to open up your eyes even more on actually, yeah, these these things can can make things a lot a lot easier for you. And I think you've gotta you've gotta look at it really. If don't get me wrong, if I've got like if I had a, a weak session in front of me. I'd make I'd, I'd make sure that I'd still probably use a, a mark float as well as my deeper to let's say if I was fishing a spot I'd have, have a mark float in the middle of it and I'd have my rods rods either side or, or something like that or at one end of a bar and at the other end of the bar so I knew when I was baiting and stuff where where it was going if I was using a throwing stick so it's it's really each their own on it but if you're very much short session angler and you need to make most of of what what time you've got then this is going to make it a hell of a lot easier for you and if you are using if you are fishing waters that are incredibly weedy then as i've shown you it can make a great a great difference Mm -hmm. yeah so so for me um you, you, I think you mentioned earlier. I might, might have this wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I think you said earlier, which deeper you would buy, and I don't know which ones there are. I know one's called the yeah. Chirp, which you mentioned. Um, the kind of water you fish would depend upon which yeah. deeper you'd buy. So, so for me, which, which one would would I buy? The Chirp. The Chirp is is basically the tap. So you've got you've got the Pro Plus. There's absolutely no point in going for the other ones. You've got, in effect, you've got the Start, the Pro, the Pro Plus, and then the Chirp. Pro, the pro and the the start, um, just in my opinion, don't. Um, they, they might as well just be discontinued. Um, Why is that? 
it's the start, for instance, was brought out aimed more towards a somebody that was getting into angling. Um, so a complete, complete, complete novice. Um, only really works up to 40, 50 yards. It just gives you a basic of the of the bottom of the lake. Um, I think for the the extra little bit of money that you would spend on getting either a, a Pro Plus or a Chirp, it's just worth more the investment. I don't don't get me wrong. I understand that you might be somebody that's new into it, but I think the readings and the the um, the what's the word I'm after. Um, so the experience that you would get from that could, in my opinion, put you off using a Pro Plus or a Chirp going forward because you're not seeing you're not seeing it a, a great deal of um, of technology or anything. All you're seeing is basically a bold bottom. Not really if there's if there's any weed or anything like that. So it could have a, a negative effect. With the Pro Plus, it works in anything that's four feet and above. Um, and you've just got the mid and the wide, wide beam. So as I said to you before, what, what would happen is if you came up to me at one of the shows and said, look, I'm, I'm interested in buying one of these, what, um, what's the best one I should go for? It would be, right, what's the depth of the water that you're fishing in? Um, what is the bottom like? Is it weeds top to bottom or is it just in places that it's like that? Um, and roughly how far do you, do you need to be casting? Well, it's, I don't know, it's six acres, it's 10 foot in places, but yeah, the weed comes right the way to the top, right? Well, you need to go to the chirp because the chirp works in six inches of water. Somebody turns around and goes, do you know what? I don't really fish any waters that are weedy. Um, and the majority of them are six foot and above, right? Sound, go with the, with the Pro Plus. It's a cheaper option, but it meets the requirements of what you've got, to, that you want to do unless you've got it in your mind that your angling might progress and you might end up going for a more um a deeper and more more challenging water that might have a lot more weed in it so you've just got to weigh up weigh up the options and just understand the scenarios that that angler puts themselves in okay there's a uh, some i know i said about round off there was a uh thing that just propped into my mind there was a water i used to fish when i lived back in cornwall it was actually in devon um it was six, 60 foot deep yeah. which by the way has its challenges and even <laughs> with a marker float 60 foot deep um does do they work in that kind of environment i'm not expecting them to but... yeah yeah they go to 350 foot wow sorry 350 foot 330 Crikey. exact yeah so they'll with the chirp, you can probably cast there. Another thing that people need to take into consideration as well is um, Wi-Fi technology is through your phone. It's not through the deeper itself. Yeah. So it's got to be, <clears throat> for it to work at 110, 120 yards, it's got to be crystal clear day, really. Hardly any cloud or anything like that. No no real wind. Yeah. Um, if it is that it's a bit, bit windy and um, the... The conditions aren't the greatest then you're probably looking at anything from 80 to 100 yards um but yeah trying to cast it a lot further than that anyway you're gonna you're gonna struggle anyway just because the di um the dimensions of it but yeah it's um yeah 330 feet it'll probably go the chirp will go anything up to yeah 120 max 130 um okay, okay when you can cool. buy one sorry 
I said, when you're going to buy one? I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not 100 sold. Yeah, you, you haven't sold me. Mm. Um, I'm interested. Definitely. You're going to carry on looking at that picture all through the evening and being. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, I'm going to be studying it and and thinking about the possibilities. I'm definitely interested in it. I think it's got its got its place. You know, I'm not. I mean. I think I'm a quite a traditional guy. I think there's a part of me that would would all. I'm being very open and honest here. I think there's a part of me that would almost like to not be appealed by it whatsoever. But yeah. I have to be honest, that's not the case. Yeah. I I do see its merits. I I think it depends how you use it, which is by the way, same as most most things. A hook can be a very dangerous thing. You know, we all yeah. fish with them. So it's how you fish with them. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think there's a lot of. Um... People, people, yeah, angling, etiquette. There's a, there's a lot to be said about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And walking around a lake, smashing it around while exactly. people are people are fishing. Go and map the swims that are three or four down. Don't be doing it right by somebody. Um, exactly. Hopefully that will go about saying to our listeners. But yeah, absolutely. If you start thrashing the water to a yeah, foam right next it. to someone, but you know, unfortunately. Yeah, some people, you some people, people wouldn't yeah. wouldn't do it, but yeah, I think I think the 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 best thing to to take away from it all really is just by by looking at it and I think seeing them seeing them in action more than anything else, yeah, actually opens up up, up opens up people's eyes and and I think you've seen that from from that image that that was just a, a screenshot that I took mm. um, that was. That was from from a forty eight session that, that I had, and um, yeah, it would have would have been hours hours of work trying to trying to figure yeah. figure all that out. And don't get me wrong, you probably would have found it, but it all comes back down to the the individual and one time if they're if they if they've got the option to go fishing for three four days at a time, then yeah probably wouldn't probably wouldn't use one and if i had that option i probably wouldn't use one but i don't i have 15 16 hours if that mm. um and it's all i'm up against it um i'm using very little bait because i'm not there to feed them i just want to catch them and this is something that that assists me in in just working out them depths that i'm that i'm fishing on and makes it makes it that little bit quicker and a little bit easier for me. Okay. Get it. Andy, thank you so much. I really, uh, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your views. Um, it, it's been eye-opening for me. i got one question left for you. How much of a discount do I get on the Deepers? I'm sure we could talk something out. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yeah, Andy, honestly, absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you so much for coming on um i appreciate it is there anything anything else you want to leave either me or our listeners with as a final final note final take home um i think the i think i've been over it um before and look if it is that that you're unsure about how it is that you you use it or you're unsure about um every a, a scan that you've had make a make a screenshot of it ping it through to to myself if you want um on on instagram um 
or even message the the deeper support team they work 24 hours today so they will will come back to you and and be able be able to assist you don't just think because it's yeah you might think that something's not working correctly or whatever else but nine times out of ten it can be a very very simple fix and and you'll actually understand it a hell of a lot more so yeah just just reach out if there's absolutely anything like i said before i've had people that have sent me scans and just said look what is this and it takes two minutes to reply and then they're a hell of a lot happier they're they're using it more effectively and it's and it's helping them within their within their angling whether they're fishing for pike or carp it's whatever's whatever floats your boat really mm -hmm. perfect andy thank you so much you the man not a problem at all mate appreciate Absolutely your time, time.